Hey, I'm Lex. And I'm Serena. Host of the Dream Body Playbook Podcast. A show all about transforming your life and your body to what you've always dreamed of. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests. And you'll get weight loss tips galore from top pros in the industry. And you're going to hear fitness secrets from the CCP team. Plus, you'll get nutrition and training help with our Is It Worth It episodes, where we'll review the latest trends hitting the internet to let you know if it's actually worth your time. Listen every Wednesday to the Dream Body Playbook. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Dream Body Playbook Podcast. We've got a goodie for you now. We're going to be talking about protein goals and why you're making it impossible. I'm so excited for this one. <laughs> yeah, why you're making it impossible to reach your protein goals. This is a hot topic. topic. Hot, hot, hot topic in the fitness and nutrition world. Like all the time, I think our biggest question probably is how do I increase my protein? Luckily, you guys have the protein queen, number one, and number two <laughs> sitting at your disposal. <laughs> no, seriously, Serena has like some pretty intense recipes for getting in protein. Like whenever we have a new client coming on and they're like, send them all my reels. <laughs> I'm like, okay, make sure you ask Serena for her high protein recipes because she absolutely dominates when it comes to it. I just throw stuff together. <laughs> and it's amazing. But we do notice some common trends of mm -hmm. things that are really holding people back from not hitting their protein goals. And oh, yeah. so we pulled one, two, three, four, that we want to go over today. And this is going to be like a really informative episode. So if you take guys, notes. yeah, take notes, <laughs> um, especially if you hear like something that we mentioned, you're like, Oh, well, hello. I do that. Um, yep. take notes. And then also like, don't hesitate to ask questions. And obviously like we're not live or anything right now, but like send us a message, ask questions and stuff We're that's what we're here for. We want to help you out. Cool. Let's dive Wait, right into it. I just got the best idea ever. What? Well, we can't go live on your phone because you're recording, but what if I went live on Instagram and we took questions? <gasps> we'll do that. Okay. We'll do that one day. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Okay. Um, cool. Let's just dive in. Okay. Cool. Number one, you're making it impossible to reach your protein goals because you just simply don't know the right amount for like what you you're know. supposed to be getting. You don't know the right amount. Right amount is... Mathematically speaking, mathematically speaking, take N and O in the fitness world. There's a whole one gram per pound of body weight, mm -hmm. which could be true. Yeah. Right. But typically for most people, especially like our clients, we do the formula of your body weight in pounds times 0 0.8. 0.8 to, yeah. To equal the amount of grams of protein you should be at. I would say the 0 0.8 to one gram yes. ratio. If you're a little bit more advanced and you are like, maybe wanting to get like into bodybuilding and stuff like that, it's going to steep a little bit higher than that one gram. Mm -hmm. But rule of thumb, if you have never been told what you should be eating for your, like how much protein you need for your body, do the math 0.8 times your body weight in pounds or one to one ratio for your body weight yeah. or somewhere between that range, you know, yeah. anywhere between that range. If you do like a one to one ratio and you're like, whoa, I don't think that's possible for me. Sometimes it's just really high. Bob it down to the 0.8 and go Let, with that. Let's get an example for somebody. Let's get an example. Let's say you're a female that weighs 155 pounds. I feel like that's a Perfect. standard yeah. female weight, right? Yeah. Times 0.8. Nope, that was wrong. I did 0. 0.8. <laughs> 0. Math, 0.08. Math magicians. Everybody. Okay. 124 grams. Yeah. Like, would you say like bare minimum, right? Mm -hmm. And then obviously one would be 155. 155. So anywhere between 124 Yep. 155. Yep. Is great. Agreed. Agreed. And some people hearing this might think, wow, even 124 is really high. 
really, really high. So we're not going to leave you hanging there. We're going to help you. We're going to help you figure out how to get those goals. So let's just dive into the next one. Yeah. Plan. Plan, plan, plan. Set yourself up for success. Yeah, seriously. What's up, y'all? So we don't run ads on this podcast and we probably won't ever. Our goal here is to share as much information and value with you as possible with a little entertainment, of course. But with that, we need your help in getting the word out about the Dream Body Playbook. So all we're asking for you to do is send this episode to a friend that you think would really benefit from it or share it on your social media stories and tag us. Also, one other thing we're going to be doing is giving away a $100 Amazon gift card to someone who rates and reviews this podcast every single month. So thank you in advance and we're looking forward to reading your reviews, but we'll get back to the episode. Planning your meals ahead of time, especially if you're like working towards a specific goal and you're tracking macros, there's no point in you tracking these macros if you are not planning ahead because you're most likely not hitting the macros anyways if you're not planning. And we see this time and time again, and I've been guilty of doing it before too. Same. Yeah, right? Like you don't plan ahead. You start tracking breakfast. You start tracking your snacks and lunch. By the time you get to dinner, you have like 50 grams of protein to hit two carbs and like negative five fats. And you're like, how the hell am I supposed to have a meal with this? And you just simply can't. And then you end up eating something and your macros are all over the place by the end of the day. So if before you dive into your meals, a lot of times whenever I plan ahead, I like to do it like in bed at night before I pick up my book, like Mm -hmm. right before I put down my phone, I'll like plan out my meal for the next day. Like, you know, you know what you want for breakfast. Like unless you have like brunch plans with someone, like you most likely know what you're going to have for breakfast because you know what your options are in your house. Mm-hmm. You most likely know what you're going to do for lunch. Even if you have like lunch plans with a coworker and you like are planning on going somewhere, like you can look at the menu. Look at the menu. Make you, yeah. Up. You can look at the menu and plan ahead and know exactly what you're going to get. Plug it in. And then you can plan your dinner too. We talk about this all the time when it comes to like saving money as well. Yeah. You plan your meals, you plan your grocery list, and you go into the grocery store with a list of things that you need and you end up not spending as much money on random stuff. Do you plan your meals like weekly? Yeah. Same. Yeah. We'll we'll think weekly like, okay, what are we going to do Monday? What are we going to do Tuesday? What are we going to do Wednesday? What are we going to do Thursday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So plan ahead and honestly make it really, really easy for yourself. When you're planning those meals weekly before you go to the grocery store, since you already know these are the meals you're planning – Plug them into your My yes. Fitness Pal on like Sunday night for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. What I mean, exactly. You know, and that way you don't have to do it throughout the week. We're all You're busy. Good. We're all busy, right? And set yourself up for success. We say it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be so much easier. And also, dinner typically is the biggest meal of the day. Oh, yeah. For a majority of people. Like dinner is like your Love most dinner. Bulky, yeah, same. <laughs> it's like your bulkiest meal. And so if you're preparing yourself to be able to make sure that dinner is balanced and you have what you need, then you can build the rest of your day around filling in the blanks pretty much. Yeah. So if you want a pasta with like Alfredo sauce and stuff, and maybe it's higher on carbs and higher on fat, you can have that because you're knowing exactly what you're left over after that meal working backwards throughout the day. So you know how to plan around it for breakfast and lunch. What I've started doing that's been really, really helpful is obviously planning my stuff ahead of time, but I typically make like the same two breakfasts a yeah, week. I do so that. So it's either chia seed pudding or egg whites and eggs and sometimes turkey bacon if I'm feeling it, whatever. Yeah. So beforehand, I was literally logging the amounts I was putting in each and every day, which they were mostly the same, but it would vary by like a couple grams depending on what I was using. But now I'm like, Serena, you're literally making the same shit 
every time. So just make one standard recipe, log it in the recipes in my fitness pal, and then just swipe to add it. And I don't even have to think about it. And that saved me literally so much time. So much time. Literally. And I've done that with like, y'all know my OG, like egg whites with, or not egg whites, eggs, egg whites, avocado, rice cakes and stuff. I have it saved as a meal. I have my protein oats saved as a meal. I have my yogurt bowls saved as a meal. Because if you are consistently having the same like breakfast over and over or the same lunches over and over, or even the same dinners, like Mm -hmm. me and Nick are so like, we just kind of cycle certain dinners and they're the same thing every time. Now, the thing with this is, you have to make sure that whatever serving size you put in, you're actually accurately eating. Yeah. You know, you like you are like if you put you're having four ounces of pasta, you're actually weighing it out for four ounces of pasta. And you're not just like dumping all the noodles like in the bowl and not even thinking about it because that's not the same thing. It's not. Yeah, it's not. And for this, too, which well, actually, this could kind of come into the next one, mm-hmm. but planning ahead and Something that I found that really helps is front loading Yeah, your protein. Breakfast so, is so easy to get so protein easy. in. So easy. And I try. I mean, I'm a little bit worse, quote unquote, at it now um, just because I'm not eating dairy anymore. Right. But before, like, I would literally get, like, 60 to 70 grams of protein in my breakfast, like, before lunch. I think one time last year when I was seriously cutting and I made a reel and it was, like, me dancing around eating yogurt. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm already more than halfway towards my protein goal. And it's only 1 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> like, I still have a whole meal left. Exactly. And it makes it easy, especially if you do go out to eat at dinner. If you front load your protein, you don't have to stress it as much going out to eat. Because, yep. I mean, I've been out to eat before where I'm like, okay, I want like salmon with the veggies and the potatoes and stuff. But like, can I get an extra piece of salmon or extra side of shrimp or something? Cause my protein's low and I'm having to overcompensate with it at dinner. It's just a little harder to do that at restaurants, especially with like the prices nowadays too. It jacks Mm -hmm. everything up. So if you front load, especially on days when you're going out, you're not gonna have to stress about it when you're out as much. Exactly. I literally did that the other night. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But all of this comes back to making sure you're planning for it. Yep. Like you have to make sure you're planning for it. The biggest thing. Yeah. Okay, so should we move on to the next one? Yeah, go for it. Not including protein in each of your meals. Yeah. So, like we kind of just said, front-loading, but protein in each of your meals, like protein at breakfast, protein at lunch, protein at dinner, making sure your snack has protein in it. You know those, like, what is it called? My plate? Mm-hmm. Right? That's what it is. Yep. That they taught you in, like, elementary school. I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the portion sizes are a little off. Yeah, so it's pretty much like it just splits up the plate and like what yeah. you should be focusing on. So typically half of it is like fruits or vegetables, depending like so if it's breakfast and you're more of a fruits person, like, you know. And then there's like a quarter of the plate being protein, a quarter of the plate being carbs. There's a typically like a cup of milk over to like the top for like your calcium intake. And then there's always like a small portion of like fat as well. So it's obviously it's not telling you like specific macros and stuff for your goals, but it's just teaching you like, hey, this is a balanced looking plate. Exactly. Yeah. Another thing you could do to figure out like your protein goal is dividing however many meals you're going to eat a day, like by your protein goals. So let's just say for that 155 pound woman, Mm -hmm. she needs 124 grams of protein and she's going to eat four times a day. Yep. So you just do 124 divided by four. You need like 31 grams of protein in each meal. In each meal. And then you know how to plan for it. Exactly. Yep, exactly. And so think about it like this too. If you know for a fact that... Have you heard health and fitness coaches talk about how your metabolism can help you burn fat even while you're sleeping and you just think, 
how. Trust me, we get it. It's all so confusing to know what you need to do to get your metabolism working the way you want it to. But today, you're in luck. We've created a done-for-you daily checklist that will set your metabolism on fire. All you have to do is DM us checklist and we will send it your way completely for free. All right, now let's get back to the episode. You just typically don't eat that much at lunch. Even though you're going to eat four meals a day, maybe you just don't eat that much at lunch. So instead of doing 31 in breakfast, snack, lunch, dinner, maybe do like 50 at breakfast and then like 10, then, you know, and you, you're still hitting that same number, but figure out where your appetite is and where yeah. your habits are and just like what your schedule allows for. Mm-hmm. And then figure that out from there. I feel like I typically eat most of my protein at lunch. See, mine's at breakfast, breakfast yeah. and dinner. Lunch, I kind of like, eh, we'll just get in what we can get in and stuff. But yeah, let's kind of go over some of our high protein, like meal options. <sighs> Okay, wait, this is going to tie into like the last one too. So we can kind of just tie it in and then we can go through like a bunch of different options. Okay. I was going to say, I get a lot. Yeah. So so wrapping up number three is just planning ahead, doing that math. Like if you only eat three meals a day, great. Divide it out by three and know exactly what you need to be getting. If you eat six times a day, fabulous. Divide it out. (laughs) Yeah, right? And you have like smaller chunks and stuff. So yeah, just make sure you're focusing on that and knowing and planning ahead. It all comes back to planning ahead too. All of it. Every single part. Right. So the next thing going into it is you think that meat is the only source of protein. When that it's is not, not the case at all. There's really so many. Yeah, there's, that's not the case at all, you guys. So Does it make it easier? Yeah, sometimes. But it's not the case at all where that's all you can be eating to hit your protein goal. So yeah. this is going to tie us into all of our different recipes and ideas and different sources of protein. So you want to kick us off? Yes. Should I start with sources of protein or should I start with meals? What do you think? We can do sources. And we can tie okay. in the meals. Like wherever, right. our, wherever our little path goes. Okay. So <laughs> boom. You're thinking of protein. Mm -hmm. What's your mind go to? Chicken, fish, beef, pork, whatever. I want you to know that you need to start getting creative. Mm -hmm. You need to start expanding your palate a little bit because there are so many other sources of protein that exist in the world. Obviously, there's a lot of protein in dairy, like cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, yogurt, actually like low fat, like mozzarella cheese, things along those lines. Kefir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about kefir. Yeah. Dang, I wish I could have some. <laughs> Dang it. Um, but anyways, that then there's like beans, nuts, seeds, legumes, everything. Yeah. Like if you just pay attention to the food labels, yep, and actually read, read the food them. Labels, read them. You'll be able to see like how you can get in different sources of protein throughout your meals. Yeah, for sure. And getting creative with different things like Eggs, a lot of people, I've heard this time and time again, I can't have too many eggs because then my fat goes over. Okay, cool. Why aren't you utilizing egg whites where there's no yolk in it? Mic drop. (laughs) Right. And it's like to get creative with it, think outside the box a little bit. For me, Mm -hmm. if you've seen me make my rice cakes, you know I do two eggs and then a cup of egg whites. And then I end up being around like 40 something grams of protein. And I'm like, that's a pretty good amount for breakfast. Oh, yeah. Set you up for success throughout the day. I'm already a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. fabulous and so getting creative when it comes to those things especially like the greek yogurts you can get the low fat greek yogurts or even That's the non-fat right. greek yogurts like depending on where your certain macronutrients are that you need to be hitting yeah um but yeah that's when i would suggest to like double up on things like meat so a very very simple yes. way to increase protein is okay maybe let's just pretend you're at chipotle 
normally you would get one scoop of chicken, depending on how generous the person that's serving your hand sometimes is. Sometimes they're really generous. Yeah, sometimes. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but sometimes they're skimpy. Yeah, depends so on the person. So <laughs> I always just ask for double chicken. Yep. Literally no matter what. <laughs> and I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about either. Because I, you mainly coach all of our clients now, but whenever I was coaching like one-on-one myself, I remember talking about this all the time. But in order to increase your protein, you don't have to... I mean, like we just said, you can get fancy with it. You can get creative, but you don't have to. Right. If you're having four ounces chicken breast at dinner, have six, have Have eight, eight. move it up. Like, you know, like just move it up and have a bigger portion size. If that's something that you want to do, if you do want to get fancy with it, go for it. The flavor and all that might be a little bit different and change it up some, but you don't have to. Like for me, my rice cakes and stuff that I do, I could also do like some Greek yogurt on the side, or I could make some protein oats on the side too, but I don't want to. So I just increase my egg, like my egg whites or a piece of rice cake. I was like, what's the word? (laughs) Rice Rice cake or something along those lines. Like just simply play around with the portion size of it versus like the different types you can do either way yeah and or if you're like me and you get the ick from meat sometimes yeah and you can't i can't stomach do, a full eight ounces yeah i can't do like chicken and stuff yeah that's when you have to get a little bit creative yeah like for me sometimes when i make tuna i always use two cans mm-hmm. always but then i throw in like sometimes i'll throw in pumpkin seeds mm-hmm. or hemp seeds or whatever the case may be just to get a little extra protein even though it's already a lot but yeah, I was about to say tuna or I've talked about the salmon packets before too. I still need to try them. <laughs> it's like the Star Cursed brand and I get their tuna packets, but they have like big pouches of salmon packets and they're like 32 grams of protein or something just what? in there. Because it's like, it's more servings obviously, but it's it's like See, 90 I calories. Like, come on. about it. I sometimes get the ick from salmon too. Yeah. It just depends on like how it's If cooked. I were eating it like every single day and stuff, I think I would too. But you if know it's the brown like part of the salmon? Yeah. I scrape that off with a fork. <laughs> it's so, I'm like, I'm not eating You're this. Like, I can't do it. So I, I can't peel the skin off. Like Nick has to do the skin for me. I can't touch it and I can't do the skin and then eat it. I'm like, Ugh. uh-uh, yeah, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Too many scales. Oh. Anywho, another thing like I just mentioned is another like meal idea is protein oats. I feel mm. like this is something that's like, so it's more popular now because yeah. of like the health and fitness industry showing things. But I feel like a lot of people do protein oats. So taking oatmeal, your favorite type of milk, whether that be dairy milk, oat milk, almond milk, soy milk, whatever it may be, whatever toots your own horn, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah. And then adding like a scoop of your favorite protein and then berries, some nut butter, mix it up, maybe adding some seeds and a little bit of chia seeds even and delicious. And if you don't want to do all that thinking, <laughs> literally go on Pinterest, type in high protein. If you guys are really loving and relating to this conversation and want to continue to learn more about this topic and countless others, listen up. This is for you. We want to give you access to our free community of women on similar paths to you. Shoot us a DM on Insta with the word Facebook and we will get you in there ASAP. Overnight oats. And they'll pop up. There's and there'll be tons of, of options. Or TikTok even. There's so yeah, many recipes. Literally, I was going to yeah. say TikTok too. Literally, TikTok has so many other recipes too. So yep. it takes out all the guesswork for you. Yep. So with that one specifically, the protein sources are mainly coming from whatever kind of protein powder you put in it. Yep. There's a little bit coming from... If you use dairy milk, there's a little bit coming from the like nut butter that you use. It's Mm -hmm. not going to be as much. That's a big thing that I will say I correct a lot of people on a lot of the times is that nut butter is not as much protein packed as you think. It's it's mainly fats. It's healthy fat sources. Yeah, (laughs) it's a healthy fat source depending on like if you're getting a natural nut butter or not, but not quite as protein packed as you think. Mm -hmm. Um, Same goes for hummus, but (laughs) Um, 
So no, and so and then also like the seeds and stuff. But if you were to do like a yogurt bowl mm-hmm. that I love for desserts specifically oh, because you can love a yogurt bowl. you can dictate the flavor of a yogurt bowl yeah. more with the protein powder. So you can do vanilla, chocolate, salted caramel, whatever you want to do with the protein powder. Get plain Greek yogurt because mm-hmm. I feel like if you you could do a flavor, but it might get a little weird. It's plain little Greek weird. yogurt is thicker too, so when you like mix it together, it gets kind of like a mousse. Yeah, I always I add yeah. So good. I always add like fruit. Sometimes we'll add a nut butter. Not really though, because then it gets really, really sticky. It depends on like what kind of yogurt you have. It could be like too thick where you're like, can't talk. Mm. And then sometimes I'll drizzle like some honey or something over it. But I will say the protein powder and the Greek yogurt, like a powerhouse of protein. It's like so much protein at one time, like up to like 60 grams. So depending on what kind of yogurt and what kind of protein powder you use, but it's like protein packed. I'm going to tell you my recipe for my overnight oats. I used to have like 70 grams. Okay, yeah, go for it. I feel like I've heard this before. It's a good one. All right, so typically it was either, it was usually two packs of oats, Mm -hmm. 200 calories. Like the little to-go packets? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 each, so 200. There was probably like two to four grams of protein in there. Then I do a scoop of protein powder, which is about 25. Right. So then that's in there. And then I would use... No, sometimes I'll do two scoops, Depends. depending on how I was feeling. So two scoops-ish. Then I would put PB2 in there. Ooh, two I scoops forgot about that. PB2. That's so a good that's one. So that's like 12. So 12 plus 25 is 37, mm-hmm. plus like, let's just say four from the oats mm-hmm. is 41, mm-hmm. right? Then I would take a Fairlife shake, half the bottle, not the not the 30 grams, the 42 grams. Oh, the, the, big, big, boy. the big boy. <laughs> so I'd do half of that. <laughs> So that's another 22. Yeah. So 41 plus 22 is what? 63. I bet that tastes good too. Fair life is so good. So good. <laughs> then I would mix it up, whatever. It was usually like chocolate flavored. Then I would put like a dollop of peanut butter on top. So I would count like maybe four grams for that. Mm-hmm. And then I would put like a little, like the keto crunch cereal. Mm-hmm. Let it in the fridge overnight. Yum. So good. So good. <laughs> would you do like the chocolate fair life or the normal fair life? I would do vanilla. Imagine it with the chocolate. Not, it might be too sweet. I'm not a chocolate milk or chocolate oh, protein gal. I love their chocolate yeah. milk. Oh, I used to, their chocolate milk used to be like my post workout go to. I this is TMI, but when I was a kid, I used to drink chocolate milk all the time. We my mom would warm it up for some reason. Now that I think about it, it's weird. But I like <laughs> got sick off of it, and ever since then, I've never liked chocolate milk. Oh yeah, that'll do it to you. That'll do it to you. You also had a really good pasta one that you shared on a group call one time with the protein oh, pasta. Yeah. So my favorite protein pasta is banza, but there's plenty there's of so other options. There's so many banza, different options out Berea, there. Banza, there's probably a couple other brands too. Yeah. So even if you are doing a like pasta, like more typically what you would think like a carb heavy dish, you can pick the like higher protein options for it. Include a protein as in like a meat of some sort. Yep. And then what, you would also do something else in the sauce. You would oh, make your I own use sauce. cottage cheese That's like it. as an Alfredo type sauce. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you blend it? Uh huh. Blend it and then just season it with like parmesan and salt, pepper, garlic. Yum. Yeah. Pretty much it. So (laughs) that's an easy like opt out for a higher protein pasta dish because I feel like a lot of time. I mean, I personally love pasta. Love it. Um, it. And so anything that can boost that would be great. Oh yeah. I'm trying to think of another one that I do. The main three that I do are breakfast oriented. Hey, where's my sushi bake video? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I need to add that in my tasks, honestly. I keep forgetting. Well, we haven't made it in the past couple weeks. Okay, okay. Um, You're off the hook this time. Yeah, I've been traveling. Um, but we haven't made it in the past couple weeks. But maybe that's – I'm going to the grocery store after this. So oh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll get stuff for or it. something. Yeah, it's so good. I love 
sushi bake. It's not quite as high in protein as I would like it to be, but it's got crab, it's got salmon, mm. it's got that's pretty well, much the main Well, you could sources. honestly add some edamame in there and call it a day. You really well. Normally, we snack on edamame while we're cooking it. So there we oh, go. Okay, like an appetizer okay. when you there go you to go. like a sushi restaurant. Exactly. Perfect. All right, those are some good options. Um, yeah. If you guys have any questions, as always, let us know. Let us know. Hit but me up on Instagram if you want me to send you a crap ton of reels with yeah. recipes. She's got like a full folder of them. So <laughs> sweet. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there for this episode. Hopefully, this was a lot of really good like tactical information that you can yes. take and run. I know a lot of stuff that we talk about is like mindset or just like conversations and hopefully it's entertaining to you guys, but we also want to provide like good practical information that mm-hmm. you can take and run and implement into your life like almost immediately. So Absolutely. Hopefully this was help and we will talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>